Welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. So, we are going to continue our discussion on the experience. I must say the experience. The experience. And we are, we've been going, you know, digging into this uh, message, which I titled The Experience, Heaven on Earth. Heaven on what? On Earth. So, let's, uh, let's go. Um, I'll do a quick review and I will jump forward. So our text has been taken from Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9 to 10. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9 to 10. What is popularly called the Lord's Prayer. So the Lord Jesus said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Verse 10. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Everybody say, on earth as it is in heaven. I want you to say it again. On earth as it is in heaven. Say, on earth as it is in heaven. Say, as above, so below. As above, so below. So, the prayer, the, 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 you know, the cent- central thing there in this part of the prayer that we read, um, is that, you know, God wants us to pray so that things that that are present or things that are occurring or things that, you know, that are there in a realm, the heavenly realm, uh, in the the realm that is above, what we call the spiritual realm, what we call you know the the you know the the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of god amen that god wants those things to become realities in our lives and jesus taught us to pray first of all for it to start in our own lives and then for it to begin to spread into um, every part of our neighborhood where we live our homes every part of our lives such that our lives and our world becomes a mirror image of heaven. Amen. Everybody say mirror image of heaven. So this is the summary of all the commissions that we have been given in the Bible. From the great commission to the great commandment everywhere. It's about heaven coming to earth. We are here to bring heaven to earth. First of all in our own lives. And then everywhere God has placed us. And Jesus came as our example and, the, you know, the word, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory as of the glory of the only begotten Son of God. And he showed us. He proclaimed the message, the kingdom of God. He taught us about the kingdom and he demonstrated the kingdom. Everywhere Jesus went to, heaven showed up. Heaven showed up because God was with him. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth, sorry. You know, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Then 
he went about doing good, healing all those who are oppressed of the devil because God was with him, because he was a carrier of that kingdom. So he went about distributing, dispensing, brokering that kingdom everywhere he went. And he said, as my father has sent me, so also have I sent you. And he gave us the same Holy Spirit. So we are here to live the kingdom. We are here to spread the kingdom. That is our mission for life. Every purpose, every calling of God is that. It, you know, it, it coincides with that. We are here to make him known. We are here to spread his kingdom. So I took time to explain what the kingdom means for you know for you to understand it. All these things are on our podcast and on our YouTube page and on our Facebook page. Go back, subscribe to our podcast, uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. You'll be able to hear all these messages because this is my fifth message on this. So I cannot uh, go back to every one of those things. Yeah, you know, we have to push ahead. Amen. You know, in what we are, you know, what we are learning. So, so please go back and listen to those and subscribe to the podcast. It will come to your phone automatically. Um, every Monday, the messages are put up there and they will come to you so that you can listen to them and keep listening to them. They are all free. Amen. So, uh, quickly, we talked about uh, that prayer that the first thing that we need to do is, number one, is to encounter, sorry, to embrace heaven's realities. That's the first point that I went through. You know, our Father in heaven. So we need to know what heaven is. And I took time to explain what it is. Number two, we said you need to encounter heaven's ruler, our Father, the source. We need to, you know, to pursue a personal relationship with him. You know, I recommended a book for everybody called Practicing the Presence of God. You know, I hope you guys, I sent it to people, those who are on WhatsApp. I hope you guys are doing it. We began to do it as our devotion, family devotion since then. So we've been reading through it, you know, daily, daily, daily with the kids and all that, just learning about practice, and then we discuss it. That's what we've been doing for about uh, over, uh, for throughout last week, that's what we did, and that's what we continue to do, you know, practicing the presence of God, just learning what is what, what it's about. So um, so that's another way you can read books. You know, I know a lot of people are busy, and you can't, you know, have time to read books. Pick up a book and make it part of your devotion. Make it your devotion for, you know, every day and discuss it. Do you get what I'm saying? And those of you who are fathers and mothers, that's the way you can get your kids to go through books too. Because you will be able to, to explain to them difficult stuff, you know. That book is a difficult, because it was written in 16-something. So the English is a bit difficult, you know. <laughs> you know but, um, you know, as you sit down and discuss it, everybody's getting it. Oh, wow. So this is what it means to practice the presence of God. So I want to encourage you guys, you know, to, to do that. Then we talked about engaging heaven's reverence. That's the next one. Hallowed be your name. You know, that was these spiritual things. God's name, everything. Those things have to be very heavy. You have to show respect to them if you want them to manifest in your life. You can't treat them lightly. You have to treat heavenly things with reverence. You have to treat God with reverence. And that's why worship, that's one of the things worship does. Worship is a way we express our reverence to God. And as you treat heavenly things in heavy, in heavy ways, they will begin to manifest in your life. Whatever you value, you attract. Whatever you, uh, whatever you don't value, you repel. You understand? Whatever you value, whatever you show respect for, will begin to move towards you. God said, unto this man will I look. 
the man who treats my word with reverence. He said, I will look to you. I will, I will come. So whatever we value moves towards us. Whatever we do not value moves away from us. So the more we value the kingdom, that's what worship is about and all that. You know, the more we value the kingdom, the more we value God, the more we value his stuff, the more God manifests. And the less we value, the less of his presence that we'll see. So we need to make sure we get ourselves into that. Amen. If you step out of it, please, please make sure you get back into it and keep, you know, keep on... Um, Keep on pursuing God, you know, keep on pursuing him, keep on going after him. I'm chasing after him, you know. Not that we're chasing after him because he's trying to run away from us, you know. That's not what it is. God is not running away from us and we're running after him and chasing. No, God is here and there's a lot, there's a depth inside of him that we have not gotten into. So we're chasing after that depth. He's right here with us, but we're chasing after that. They want to know more of him. We want to get more, you know, of his kingdom. We want to express more of his kingdom. We want to express even if greater dimensions of the power of his kingdom in our lives. So that's what that chase, that pursuit is all about. Okay. Um, then the number four, I said, elevate heaven's reign. So very similar, elevate heaven's reign. He said, your kingdom come. So the kingdom is heaven's reign. I took time to explain what the kingdom is. The kingdom, what it is about, is God manifesting on the earth. It's a lifestyle of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It is uh, the power of God finding expression on this earth and changing things, healing people. It is God's reality coming upon this world's reality. It's heaven kissing earth. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's heaven coming to the earth. It's, you know, what, you know, what, you know, what, what is in heaven coming to the earth. That's the kingdom of God. And it is tangible. It can be felt. It can be seen. It can be seen in a life, in a home. It can be seen in a community. It can be seen everywhere. And we're carriers of the kingdom. We can actually dispense that kingdom. So I took time to explain all that. Go back to the Go back to the podcast and listen to it. So last week, I went into the one that we are on currently, Employ Evans Release. So, you know, we are focusing on that phrase, phrase, as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when you say Evans Release, when you say as it is in heaven, what we're saying is that there are certain things that, that heaven has already released, right, that we're supposed to. To bring to the earth. Let me just say this thing. You have no right, and that's why this thing has some control to it. You have no right to, to lose on the earth what has not been loosed in heaven. Do you get what I'm saying? What we have a right to is what God has already released in heaven. That's what we lose on the earth. So that's why we have to get into the word of God to find out what does God's word say. You know, uh, let's look at this passage. Uh, Matthew chapter 16 verse 19. I like the amplified version because it helps me to explain it. Um, uh, uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, in the Amplified, it says, and I will give you the keys. Everybody say keys. So when you talk about keys, what, does, what do keys do? Open and close, right? So I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So we already know what the kingdom of heaven is, and it wants to come upon our world, upon our heart. So God says, I'll give you the keys. So I have the keys. I have the key. When you have keys, you know, you have authority. There are certain people that have the keys to this church. It's a measure of authority. When I give the keys to my son, it's time for you to drive. Like this morning, so you are driving us to church. You know, gets excited, right? Or <laughs> when you have what? Keys. You know, when you have keys, they say there's a measure. So God says also, I'm also giving you keys. You know, I'm allowing you to drive. Amen. That means I trust you. I'm allowing you to drive. I'm allowing you to release certain things. But this time around, you are not just going to be driving a car 
you are going to be driving the kingdom of heaven. Amen. So I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven so that whatever you bind, you declare to be improper or unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven. What is already bound in heaven. So, in, in other words, the keys make sure that what you are doing, you know, and the keys from God, what you are releasing on earth is something that's already bound in heaven. And then what you lose on earth, or you declare on earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. Do you get what I'm saying? What is already loosed? So, in other words, there are certain things loosed in heaven, like healing, right? Like, uh, you know, abundance, loosed in heaven. Please, when I say heaven, I think I have spent enough time to say it. Don't think of the sky. Don't think of the stars or the solar system. Heaven, like I've said, is a dimension that exists simultaneously with this dimension, but it's in a higher realm. It's in a higher realm. It's in a higher realm that is imperceptible by our physical eyes, except God touches our eyes. Do you get what I'm saying? So don't think, you know, yeah, what he's saying that whatever is bound in that place, that realm that is above this realm, that is superior to this realm, then you have the right to release it here. Whatever is loose there, you have the right to lose it here. So certain things in your life, if you feel that those things, you go to the Bible and you say this thing does not exist in heaven, you have the right to bind it. And if there's anything, you go into the world and you find something that you know is in heaven, according to the Bible, that God, you know, this, you know, this is how that realm is. The Bible tells us what is there. Then you have the right to lose it on the earth. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? If you look at your community and you see that this, this thing has been bound in heaven, you have the right to bind that thing there. And if there's something that has been released in heaven that is not in the community, we have the right to start losing it in our communities. We need to start using our keys. Amen. And so what I'm teaching, what I'm trying to teach is how to, how to use these keys of the kingdom. That's what I started talking about last week. How to use these keys of the kingdom. Amen. So, so that's why I want to continue my message um, about, which I started last week, which I titled Open Heavens. I would say open heavens. You know, how to maintain an open heaven. You know, how to use these keys so that heaven is open upon you. I describe what open heaven is. Amen. I describe what it is, open heaven. First of all, I declare that, op- I, I, I showed you from the word of God, from Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12, that open heaven, when heaven is open upon you, Deuteronomy 28, 12, when heaven is open upon you, it's like something is upon your life. There's something, you know, that just causes you to walk in the blessing. Everything you do prospers. Amen. What you lay hands upon prospers. Things open up for you. Favor surrounds you. Amen. He said, the Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens. And will bless all the works you do. You will lend to many nations. But you will never need to borrow from them. So, he's talking about abundance. Everybody say abundance. So, so that's open. Part of open heavens. You know, NIV says, the Lord will open the heavens. You know, the Lord will what? Open the heavens. And then I say, the Lord will open the heavens. The storehouse of his bounty. To send a rain on your land in season. And to bless all the works of your hand. You will lend unto many nations and you will never borrow. And then verse 13 says, you will be the head and you will not be the tail. You will be above only and never what? The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will be above only and you will never be at the bottom. Everybody say above only. Never at the bottom. Hallelujah. Are you guys following me? Everybody say open heavens. Open 
brings elevation. Open heavens brings abundance. Open heavens causes my works to be blessed. Everything my work is blessed. You know, you know, you can be blessed in such a way that even your mistakes will be blessed. You know, you need to start confessing that. That whatsoever I do prosper. That even sometimes if I make a mistake, even that prosper, that mistake will prosper. All things work together for my good. Because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. He said he will bless all the works of your hand. So open heavens. It's the place where everybody wants to, every one of us wants, wants to live. Amen. And then I showed you Malachi chapter 3 from verse 10 to 11. Malachi 3 from verse 10 to 11, quickly. Malachi chapter 3 from verse 10 to 11. I'm going to explain this passage more later. He said, bring, everybody read with me, one to go. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. And I'll put out a blessing so great, you won't have enough room to take it. Try it. Put me to the test. The next verse. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fail or fall before, from the vine before they are ripe. Says the Lord of heaven's armies. Verse 12. Verse 12, please. The promise has not finished in verse 12. When, when you have open heaven, the nations will call you blessed. For your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Amen. God is saying that there's a realm that's, that he, can, he opens and he shuts here. Forget about the practice. I will explain to you the principle as we move on in this teaching. But I'm telling you, the, first of all, what open heaven means here. God says there's a way that he can open and shut the heaven. Do you get what I'm saying? That when he opens that heaven, the person that has that open heaven upon them, the person just begins to enjoy certain things beyond what they even need. Ideas, concepts, insight, opportunities, favors. Then when the person is living under open heaven also, it says that God is going to guide you in such a way that whatever you are doing will not, will not just fall prematurely or fail prematurely. It says when that open heaven is upon you, people will look at you, your family and everything, and they will say, wow, what a delight they have. What a beautiful family. What a beautiful life. What a this, what a that. Nations will keep doing that, doing that, doing that, doing that. They will look at your children. They will look at your work. They will look at the things that you do. And they will exclaim, wow, what a beautiful this, what a that. You know that what he said? You will be a delight. Do you know that there's the opposite, that there are certain people who live under closed heavens that when people look at their life, when people look at their families, they look at their lives, they look at things, they look at their work, people shake their head and they mourn. People shake their head and they say, wow, what is going on? What is this? This is not good. People, people, people pray that their life will never be like that. But those who live under open heaven, people pray that they will be like that. People pray that, God, if, I, if you can just give me that kind of a thing. If it, God says, I'm able to make your life that way. I'm able to make your life that way. I'm able to make you that way in such a way that you become an icon. You become a source of blessing. You become a symbol of the blessing. You become, you know, God says, I'm able to do that for you. But the way it gets done 
is when you live under my open heavens. And part of how that open heaven flows is through the, through the principle of generosity. I'm going to get to that later. Amen. Are you guys following me? All right. So, and then I showed you last week also, open heavens. I gave you the example in uh, 2 Kings chapter 7 from 18 to 19 about that man who said, you know, even if God opens the heavens, this can never happen. But God did open the heavens and what the, what the prophet prophesied. He said the king's officer had replied, that couldn't happen, even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. And the man of God has said, you will see this happen with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat of it. And then verse 20, when that thing happened, so it was for the people trampled him to death at the gate. When, you know, when the abundance, when the flow of God happened that made, you know, there was a famine and suddenly God began to provide. There was food. There was so many. There was just so much abundance. This man could not partake of it. Why? Because he did not believe. He did not believe it was going to happen. And tells us one of those principles of how to experience open heavens is that you have to be on the same frequency with the word of God that is being proclaimed. Either the word of God in the Bible or the word of God being proclaimed over you as a prophecy, you have to vibrate at the same level with it for you to enjoy open heavens. Amen. So that is my quick review of what we have done so far. So I stepped a little bit into the, the dynamics of now enjoying open heaven last week, you know, Sam, but I couldn't go deep into it. So that's what I want to focus on today. So, number one, everybody look at me. How do we walk in these open heavens? How do we begin to enjoy open heavens? I already told you that you are seated there. Last week I said you are seated in the heavenly realm. You're already part of that heavenly world. Your spirit is part of it, but you want to bring it into your physical world. You are seated in the heavenly places, right? You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm, but you want to transfer it into this world. How do you do that? How do we transfer it into this world? How do you bring heaven into your home? How do you bring heaven into your world? How do you bring heaven into your finances? How do you bring heaven to your workplace and to your neighborhood? How do you bring heaven there? These are the things I want to share with you. And I told you that this, what I'm about, I'm going to be sharing with you. You know, I have a bunch of them. I'm going to be sharing with you. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a summary of about 20-something years of lessons. 20-something years of lessons, of working in this stuff, of learning it, is what I'm sharing with you. 20-something years of lessons that I had to learn. We had to learn it in difficult times, you know. Because there was a time in my life where it was as if everyone was closed. It was as if everyone was closed upon me. Everyone was closed on the family. Everyone was closed. And that drove me to seek. That drove me to search. That drove me to do different things. And over a period of, you know, all those years, God has been teaching me different things, different things to keep heaven continually open and to keep expanding that open heaven. That's what I'm about to share. I'm sharing with you in this series. Amen. So this is a life, like, a, it's a life lesson. I want to end this year with it. Amen. It's a life lesson. And I want you to pay attention. Watching me on life. Pay attention. Don't let anything distract you. Because these things will change your life. These things you will use them 30 years to come, 40 years to come if you pay attention to them. The first thing, about stepping into open heaven is you need to upgrade your thoughts and your inner talk. Number one, if you're writing, please write it down. How to get heaven to open, how to enjoy, sorry, how to enjoy the open heavens, to transfer, not get it to open, to enjoy, to transfer it into your life, right? 
upgrade your thoughts and your inner talk. Can I have two people, please, come and help me. We'll social distance. Somebody on this side and somebody on that side, please. I want to use you as an illustration. Quickly, please. Yes. Thank you. You can just tell that. So, so this is heavenly realms, right? Heaven. So imagine that this is, this is the thoughts, the way God is thinking, and the thoughts that are heavenly. Now, this is the, the earthly realm, right? The realm of our experience, right? Now, I represent the believer. I represent you. Now, the more I am aligned with this, the more I am aligned with this, the earthly way of thinking, the more, what do I, what I, what do I continue to experience? A closed heaven. Not because heaven is not open, but I'm too far away. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm too far away from the frequency. I'm too far away from the thinking. I'm too close to this. The closer I am to this, the more of this I experience. So for me to begin to move into open heaven, I have to start adjusting my thoughts. I have to start adjusting my thoughts to be closer to this. And the more I stay at this, the more I stay, I stay at this level, the more of heaven I experience in my world. This is where the Lord Jesus Christ was. And that's why you could see that he was constantly manifesting heaven. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? So we are somewhere here in this divide. Some people are closer here. Some people are closer here. The more you upgrade and align your thoughts with the thoughts of heaven, the more of heaven begins to manifest in your world. Thank you very much, sirs. Thank you very much. Let's put our hands together for them. So, let's read that, that passage. Uh, Matthew chapter 6. What I just said, let's read it, illustrate, I mean, talk, I mean, taught by the Lord Jesus. Matthew 6, starting from verse, um, Matthew chapter 6, starting from verse 20. So, Jesus was teaching us how to live in this heavenly lifestyle. So it gets to this point. It says, store your treasures in heaven. See, the more I am here, my trust, my thoughts, my everything is closer to him here. I'm storing on the earth and it is open to attack. Are you guys listening? It's open to loss. It's open to stealing. It's open to destruction. If I put my finances, my financial thoughts in this level, it's open. If I put my relationships at this level, if I put my career, my job, my purpose, my ministry at this level, it's open to stealing. If I put anything at this level. So he's saying that, don't store your treasures in heaven on this side. Where moth and rust cannot destroy. In other words, there's a security, there's a protection. There is a durability in this realm. And thieves do not break in and steal. It is secured. It is secured. You see, listen, 
when you operate by the earthly realm, what you have can be stolen from you and taken away from you. But when you get it from the heavenly realm, nobody can take it away from you. The blessing of the Lord, it make it rich and it has no sorrow with it. Nobody can take it away from you because you got it from a, a, you know, you got it from a realm that is secured, that is insured, that is secured from stealing. So that you don't have to struggle. You know, the way you get something is the way you maintain it. If you got it by scheming, if you got it by the earthly way, you have to maintain it and protect yourself that way. But if you got it from heaven, the protector himself is heaven. Amen. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart is also. Let me turn it around. Wherever the desires of your heart is, there your treasures also are. So, basically, if your, if your treasures are here, this is where you are investing your thoughts, your you know, passion, and all that. In this way of thinking, well, that's where your treasure is, and, and then it's not secured. But if you are investing in this realm, this realm that is above, this heavenly realm, that's where your desire, your treasure, and all that is, that, that's where your heart is also. That's where, do you, are you guys getting what I'm saying? That's where they are. That's where your treasure is. You know that was your treasure is in heaven. Your treasure is in the higher plane, not in this earthly plane. Your treasure is in the higher plane, not in this lower plane. Your treasure is in there. Your treasure is in there because that's where you are investing. That's where you are investing. Okay, verse 22. Then he goes on to explain what he's saying. He said, so your high is the lamp that provides light for your body. So he's saying that this is what I've been trying to explain to you about storing treasures and doing all those things. It comes back to your perspective. It comes back to your thinking. It comes back to your focus. It, come back, it comes back to your focus. So what I'm saying is that if your focus is here, if your thinking is here, if your imagination is here, if that's where you are focused on, that's what I'm talking about, then your whole body is going to be full of darkness. But if... When your high is good, when your thinking is great, when your focus is on the heavenly stuff, when your focus is on the word, when the word is what you are constantly focusing on and putting into yourself and thinking like I am thinking, I'm thinking like heaven, then your whole body will be full of light. Are you following? Verse 23. So how do we do that? You know, you can't love two masters. For either you will love this one and hate the others. You know, go to the how deep is that darkness? Verse 24. Either you will love this one and hate that one. Or you will love this one. And then you will hate the other one. In other words, you can't, you know, you can't success. Listen, you can't successfully combine thinking hardly in the earthly way and thinking the heavenly way. No, you have to choose one. You have to choose one. How do you want to think about your health? Do you want to think, you know, do you want to think about the way they think about it? So, for example, right now, I know that it's not possible for me to have coronavirus. It's not possible for me to have it. Because for me to believe that I can have coronavirus, is, that means I am believing that I'm, believe, I'm, I'm coming against a scripture that says, no evil shall befall you and no place shall come near. Evil says it can never come near. So, if I believe I can have it, that means I'm thinking that it can come near. It can't come near my dwelling. I, don't, I believe God's word. I believe the heavenly thing. It will not come near me. So, so, you have to choose one. You can choose, oh yeah, Pastor Lan, you know, they've started, they've started all their faith stuff, yeah? That's where you are invested. You are invested on this side. Oh yeah, Pastor Lan, they've started their faith thing anymore. 
Corona can happen to anybody. Christian need to be humble. Well, that's where you have invested yourself. Where I am invested, says no evil shall befall you, and no plague shall come near your dwelling place. I'm not the one that said it. He's him that said it. I choose to invest it. I'm not the one that protects myself. He's the one that said it, and that's where I stay. And listen, even if I feel a symptom of corona, God forbid, that's where I'm still going to stay. You guys don't get what I'm saying. Are you getting what I'm saying at all? We're saying that you have to invest yourself fully in the kingdom. Your, your people are not going to, you know, people that are invested in that world, stay there. Stay there. Stay there. News media say they're home. Stay there. Yes, I get it. You know, but stay there. Concerning your finances, stay there. Concerning your life, stay there. Just stay in the promise of the God's, of God's word. Just stay in what the Bible says. Just stay there. 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 You just stay there. Be invested in it. And he's saying that. Listen, even when, for example, when I first started investing in, investing in health, I felt sick. When I first got the revelation about it, and I said I will not be sick again in my life, I felt sick several times. But I stayed invested in there. And for years right now, 30-something years or so since that time, God has protected me from sickness. I stayed invested. Just stay invested. At what, what people are saying or what you can see. Just stay invested. That's what he's saying. That you have to choose one. Which one are you going to be devoted to? I despise the world's thinking. I despise what the popular thinking is about every one of those things. I despise them. I choose the word of God. I choose to live a heavenly lifestyle. I remember when I first came to the United States, and then, you know, when you first come to the United States, some people are going to advise you. They will come, those who have been there for a while, and they sat me down, and they said, you know, be careful. You know, when you come, you have come to a new country right now. You know, you, you know they told me different things. And when I heard it, they were, they were trying to be nice. But then I replied, I said, I didn't come here. I did not come here to, be take, you know, to, 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 to get lost in the system. I said, I came here to take over. I said, I came here to create things that have never existed before in this system. I came here to rule. I came here to be an employer. I came here to, I told, I said it. So I'm not going to go through that route. I'm going to go with the direction of the spirit of God. I'm not going to go with the general advice that you give me. And that is how it has been. Amen. To start thinking heavenly. Suppose heavenly. And then lift everybody to that level, that heavenly level. Are you getting what I'm saying? Can I get an amen? Ah, yeah. oh, man, you guys are making it so hard for me. <laughs> you cannot serve both God and money. You can't be in those two realms. So, verse 25. Verse 25. That is why I tell you. So, everything I've been saying is this. That's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink, but the key thing there, all this one, food and drink and all that, the key thing there is, that is why I tell you not to worry. Tell your neighbor, say, not to worry. Say, do not worry. What is worry? Worry is negative meditation. Worry is negative meditation. Worry is downgraded thinking. Worry is thinking at the frequency of the earth. The opposite of worry is meditating on the word. When you are worrying, you are actually practicing the act of meditation, but it's in the wrong way. So how do you how do you meditate? Really look at it. Oh, man, how will I get? How, how are we going to feed the family? How do I? How am I even going to? You know, how am I going to do it? 
How am I going to make ends meet? You are meditating. Nobody is there. He's inside of you. How am I going to make ends meet? Huh? In this country, in this, you know, in this world that we're in right now, things are just so bad. How is one even going to survive? You know, what's even going to happen about my, about my life right now? My work, my marriage, my, my children. I, I hope, you know, they won't fall into this one. I hope, you know, this accident is not going to happen. Look at all the things that are going all around. I just hope that it just doesn't come. You know, I, you know, you know how am I going to be able? You are meditating. You are meditating. It doesn't happen, but you are meditating. What you are doing is that you are using your faculty for, for, for working in the realm of heaven. You are using it for enforcing the earthly one. And the meditation, as you can see, like I told you last week, meditation, you know, there are different ways that we worry. We think about what is missing in our lives. We think about what is missing in our lives. That's one of the ways we worry. What is missing in our life? Oh, why? 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 Why do I lack so much confidence? Persistent. Why don't I, why am I not gifted like other people? Ah, why am I so imperfect? Why can't my spouse just be nice like the other persons? Why? Why are my children troublesome? Why is my life like this? Why has my life gone this way? Why? 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 So, and it's always about what you don't have. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. You know what you're doing? You are vibrating at I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. And that's what's going to, it's going to be harder and harder. What you need to do is you need to shift to this place and to start talking about what you have. That's a heavenly realm. You start talking about what you have. You start thanking God that you have life. Look at it. Isn't the life more than food? In other words, start thinking about what you have, which is bigger than those things so your body and your life is bigger than clothing and food. In other words, shift your mind away from what you don't have, which is actually less than what you already have. So instead of worrying about how your children are behaving, begin to thank God that you even have children. Instead of worrying about what your husband or what your wife, you know, how your husband or wife is behaving, start looking at the positive that is in there. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? If your body is behaving somewhere, somehow, in any area, why don't you thank God? Because there are people that do not even live up to a quarter of the age that you are living. That died instantly. There are people you're made, born the same day that you were born, that died. There are some that died in the womb. There are some that died when they were born. There are people that you knew all through your life that have died, but you are still alive. Why don't you focus on that? That's what he's saying there. Why don't you come to the heavenly place and start? The heavenly place is a place of having. It's a place of abundance. It's not a place of void. It's a place of abundance. Why don't you get into that place? He that has much shall be given. And to him that does not have, even what we have shall be taken away from him. So become a haver. Tell your neighbor, say, become a haver. You know, you know me, everybody. My wife, everybody knows me. People are working with me. I'm a haver. I'm a haver. In other words, you look at things, I look at what is there. And what I don't look about. Some people think that I'm, I'm uh, you know, somebody say, I'm unrealistic. No. When I look at people, I look at what is there versus what is not there. When I look at situation, I look at what is there versus what is not there. You know, I, I, I celebrate what is there. I celebrate what I have. I keep on celebrating that. You say, but, you know, but look at that person has that one. I will, that's when I get to fight. You know, sometimes I just, you know, don't worry. I don't want to judge myself by that. But, I, you know, when I look at my history and where I am coming from, 
and I look at this right now, I give God praise because of what I have. I'm a haver. Someone say I'm a haver. And this thing works like miracles. When you become a haver, you have more. Because the kingdom is a kingdom of expansion, not a kingdom of subtraction. You expand what you already have. You expand what you already have. What do you have right now? You can expand it with praise. You can expand it with appreciation. You can expand it with appreciation. Hallelujah. You can expand it. That's what Jesus was saying. Instead of worrying about this stuff, go, go forward. Instead of worrying about this stuff, why don't you focus on the kingdom? Why don't you focus on this side? Why don't you focus on the kingdom? And then, he said, look at the birds. When he says, look at the birds, what he's telling you is, look at how the kingdom is functioning. Look at what is working. Oh, are you guys getting what I'm saying? It looks as if I'm, guys, am I confusing you? People online, please, can you post it there if you are getting it? You know? <laughs> you guys getting it? You know, we usually think this world doesn't work, work right? Because our mind is focused on all the terrible things going on. Jesus said, focus on what is working, even in the world. He said, look at the birds. They get their food. Look at the flowers. They are, what do you call it? They are what? Clothed and sustained by God. What he was saying there, and then he now said, seek the kingdom. What he was saying is that take your attention of what is not working and begin to flow at the frequency of what is working in the world and what is working in your life and what is working all around you. So I do it to the point that I drive on the road and I see the cars, all the cars are moving and all that. So I just say, wow, Lord, I thank you. Look at how all these cars are moving. This is your wisdom in operation. Somebody is cleaning the road or whatever, but look at that. That's the road that is being cleaned. That is your wisdom in operation. Amen. When I come to church, like, I see people sitting down like this. They say, wow, look at that. What a wonderful, what wonderful to have people here. You know, uh, what, 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 what is it wonderful to just, to have the keyboard playing, to have, you know, this sound going, and people are watching in other places right now. It's broadcasting online. Wow, look at what is working. This is working. You get what I'm saying? Focus on what is working. When you talk about seeking the kingdom of God, I'm breaking it down to you. Seeking the kingdom of God means to focus on what is working on the earth and what is working in the heavenlies. Focus on what the word says it is. Focus on what, what the kingdom is already doing. Look at that church that is growing. Look at that person that just posted something wonderful on Facebook. And just thank God for that. Focus on God shows all around you. And you will begin to see the God show in your own life. People think I just celebrate people's birthdays. You know, I do, I do it all around the world. They know me for it. I celebrate people's birthday anniversaries. I celebrate people's ministries. I post this one. I'm constantly doing everything. If I make a note of it, if you guys don't know, I make a note of it of how many times, how many times in a day, I have a log of it, how many times in a day I sent encouragement to somebody or encouraged somebody, some, some, somebody somewhere, I put it down in there because I learned the secret long time ago that if you keep living in that realm, if you keep living in that realm, before you know it, that realm is always going to surround you. I've discovered that my life has boiled down to one simple thing. Celebrate God everywhere you see him. And all these things will be added unto you. Some people's life are 
denigrate, <laughs> denigrate everything you see. And when you look at their lives, what happens? The denigration continues. People who complain a lot, they always have a lot more to complain about. Have you noticed? The, the ability to complain, the opportunity to complain continues to increase. Do you get it? Because they've not learned this principle. Become a celebrator. I don't know if that's a word, but become what? <laughs> a celebrator. Celebrate everything celebratable. Are you getting what I'm saying? I look for it. Do you get what I'm saying? And I log it. I look for it. I have a journal and I log it. It's like, I call it, you know, seed tracking. I log it. See, I have a table for it. The table for it. 11 19, 2020. Wedding anniversary greeting to Muiwa and Shola and getting others to do the same. Number two, honoring the state government and the people of City Light on decision to reduce the people in service for safety purposes. Posting 25th anniversary greetings for Desta and Reverend Sam and Pastor Nike in all my social media platforms. Teaching my kids about practicing the presence of God. Being kind and polite with the vibe technician that called me, the vice president. I didn't even know it was the vice president of the company that called me. I was having an issue with whatever, and the guy called me. And now we are good friends right now. Praying for David and Manu, Ramonica, who lost loved ones, and sharing it with the pastors who prayed for them. Wishing my sister a happy birthday, praying for her and chatting with her. Wishing Pastor Tejo Oduwale a happy birthday and praying for her. Liking my friends and other people's social media. Celebrating with Abimbola Bakari on her promotion at work. So I have, I, I write sim simple. Now, I know, I'm not saying you need to do the same. But if, if you do it, it will fill your life with so much joy. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you will start seeing it everywhere. Because what you focus on begins to multiply all around you. Look at the birds. Tell anybody, say, look at the birds. Stop looking at the lizards. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> look at what? Look at the things that are flying. Right? Look at the things that are walking, that are soaring. Look at the birds on social media. Look at the birds. Look at the lilies. Look at the beautiful things. And celebrate God. For it is your heavenly Father, source, who is walking when you look at those things. But you are far more valuable. It tells you if that can happen, they say when God touches your neighbor, right? That means God is in the neighborhood. It's not far from your house. Right? For him to come and touch your neighbor, that means he's around in the neighborhood. It's not far from your house. Amen. Whatever God can do for somebody, do you get what I'm saying? Around you and all that. That means he can do for you. So celebrate. Live in celebration. Just make it. You know, it will start with a practice. I've been doing it for years. It will start by little by little. But by the time you start seeing the results, you start seeing the result. You just keep doing it. You spread joy to people. 
But most importantly, you surround your own life with joy. But you are far more valuable than they. Hallelujah. Do you guys get that? How many of you are going to change your thinking right now? Can I get your Are you going to change your thinking? Are you going to start celebrating? Live in celebration. Live in celebration. If you want everyone to be, to be, to be showing up everywhere. Everyone <laughs> say showing up everywhere. <laughs> Become, begin to celebrate heaven everywhere you see heaven. In every life that you see heaven, celebrate it with sincerity, with joy. Promote it. Another heaven will start showing up all around you. You won't have to be the one trying to make it happen. It will be happen naturally. All these things will be added to you. Naturally. They will be added. Verse 33. All these things will be added unto you. That's what it means to seek the kingdom. To seek the kingdom means look for it everywhere. Above all else, look for it everywhere. Search for it. Research it. Look for it in people. Look for it in, you know, even in unlikely places. Look for it. Look for it and celebrate it and keep your eyes on 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 it. Keep your eyes on it. And then what happens? It will give you everything you need. But all these things will be naturally added unto you because your eye is on the kingdom. I'm telling you, this is a secret. I'm distilling 20 something years, almost 29 or 30 years of lesson. It's what I'm distilling into these things. These things are powerful. If you practice them, switch from being a negative person, a complaining person, a demeaning person, a denigrating person, a competitive person. Change it. Competitiveness means you have the spirit of scarcity. Whenever you are competitive, it means that you believe that what is present is not enough. So that thing inside of you will make sure that what you have is not enough. When you stop being competitive, what you are saying that the, 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 the sky is big enough for all the birds to fly without eating one another. The spirit of abundance is the ability to be able to see somebody who is blessed and you are happy. Because you know that that person has it does not diminish your own. It's not a zero-sum game. The blessing of God is not a zero-sum game. It's not a zero-sum game. When God blesses somebody and he blesses you, he has more to bless you and then the blessing increases everywhere. Whenever I share my revelation or what I have, my blessing does not diminish. What happens is that I fill the world with more abundance because what I have goes to somebody else and that person practices it also and begins to enjoy the same abundance and all that. It does not diminish. It does not diminish. Stop competing. Stop looking at somebody. You know, listen, I'm telling, I know some people don't do it overtly, but you need to search your heart deep inside your heart. Sometimes it's deep inside your heart and say, hmm, why do I feel bad about this person? Why do I feel bad about this thing? Hmm. And you look down, you discover that the reason why you're feeling bad is because of the spirit of scarcity. Because you just, you just feel that, wow, that person has that thing, but I don't have that thing, and that must mean something wrong with me. No, nothing is wrong with you. What is wrong with you is the way you are thinking. It's time to start celebrating everybody and everything around you. Can I get a big celebration? Amen in this place. That's why I don't compete with pastors. They know me. I don't compete with pastors. I don't compete with anybody on anything. When the spirit of competition wants to come upon me, I beat it with the spirit of generosity. I will pick the thing that the devil wants to want me to compete about and I'll make it front and center. And 
I'll say, everybody, flow with this. That's how I began to break that thing into my, in my life. I don't feel any kind of competition. Say, hey, this person, this person did this, this, whatever. Oh, I'm so glad that somebody did it. Amen. I'm so glad that somebody did it. Baby, am I lying? <laughs> Is that not where I live? That's where we live. We walk in the spirit of abundance. When God blesses somebody, He's blessing you. When you understand the connectedness, the way we are connected, you know that when God blesses somebody, He's actually blessing you. Don't forget it. When God shows up in your neighborhood, it means that he's not far from your house. He's in the neighborhood. When God blesses your neighbor, that means he's in the neighborhood. Let me give you one more for today. I will continue next week. Next month, next week, I'm going to continue teaching. Number two, I'm talking about how to maintain open heavens. The first one is your thoughts. Your thoughts, your thoughts. Elevate your thoughts. Elevate your thoughts. The biggest way you can do that is by engaging in the spirit of appreciation. Just becoming somebody who appreciates everyone. I appreciate you. I appreciate you a lot. You know that? I appreciate you. I appreciate your gift, you know, here. I mean, what you did today, you know. I mean, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone. Amen. Number two, manage your energy levels. Number two, manage your energy levels. I'm teaching you secrets of open heavens, of letting inspiration, direction, what is in the heavenly realm flow into your life, health, healing. Many of us don't know how to manage our energy levels. Let me tell you what I mean by energy levels. So, in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, and I've read it. Let's read it. Romans 4, 17 says, The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of what? Righteousness. Romans 8, sorry, 14, 17. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Everybody say righteousness, peace, and joy. Say joy. So listen, anytime your joy level, your peace level, and your sense of alignment level decreases, the kingdom of God expression in your life decreases. Because that's a sign. That's a mark of the kingdom. So, let me give you one secret, one simple secret. Anytime you are feeling down, you are creating resistance for the kingdom of God. Every time you are feeling down, you have introduced resistance to the kingdom. You know, I told you that the kingdom is like a spigot, right? That's trying to pour down on you. Not by force. It's there. It's like a vault that has all these blessings. You don't need to force it to happen. The birds don't force it to happen. The flowers don't force it to happen. It just happens because they are in alignment. Only human beings stop it from happening because we're out of this alignment. So the same way, how do you enjoy the blessing? Listen, the easiest way for you to enjoy this flow you don't have to force it. It's to stay in the spirit of joy and peace all the time. You won't have to force anything. Say, Pastor Lan, 
You know, when people think that for them to get direction, right? You want to get direction concerning anything, that you have to go and pray for 27 hours. The Father who shall ever, who showed me, showed me what I need to do. No, you pray 27 hours to confirm. Direction comes when you are in a sense of joy and peace. It comes naturally. It just comes. You wake up in the morning, the thing comes. Now, if, if it's something big, like maybe God said, go to um, um, the North Pole, right? And go and preach. Then... And you receive that you go and do 24 hours or 48 hours to make sure that God is the only, is it really you that is talking? Do you get what I'm saying? But normally, directions just come like that naturally. And the key to direction is a sense of peace and joy. Which when most, most people lack it, then they can't get directions. So I want to teach you how to raise your energy level. Everybody say energy level. Listen, don't, don't, don't take this as just teaching. I want you to practice it. I say, raise my energy level. So what do you do to change your energy level? The first one is understand that your thoughts, your thoughts, I'm going back to your thoughts again, they carry levels of energy. Your thoughts have levels of energy. In fact, some people have actually charted it. I shared it with my people, the people in my small group, um, the truth about money. I, you know, a doctor, scientist, and all that, they charted it, and they charted the energy level of thoughts, right? So, there is um, zero level, and then there's negative level, and then, you know, a graph, right? You know, like y-axis, zero, so y-axis, right? Zero, and then up, plus one, plus two, and then minus. There are certain thoughts that are minus. Thoughts like fear, guilt, right? Worry, Grief, shame. Shame is actually as one of the lowest. Hunger, apathy, fear, they are the lowest level. Thoughts like joy, appreciation, acceptance, peace, love, they are the highest level. And then there's neutral one. Zero. Where you are neither, you are in between. Let me just give you some financial thought. Anytime you spend money, listen, anytime you spend money, give money, make money, and you are below, you are operating the spirit of scarcity. That's why God loves a cheerful. So, if, for example, you are about to buy the thing, and you're like, ah! Ah! <laughs> better not buy it. <laughs> it's a loss. Or switch. Switch. There are certain things that you want to buy, like they give you, for example, you, you receive your, your cable bill or whatever bill, right? And it's a bit higher. Now, the way people, most people react is, yeah! Or, wow! And then they get into the whatever, everybody, what, 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 you have been using this light? You've been using this, you know, the whole house? No. You are moving in scarcity. What you do is that when you receive it, you have already received it, right? You can go and change it later. You just take it and you say, Lord, I thank you. Because there is plenty in the kingdom to take care of this. And you stay in the spirit of joy. I tell you, you stay in the spirit of joy, you will always have what it takes to pay those things. We practice it in church. We practice it. Do you get what I'm saying? Even when you receive a ticket, you receive a ticket. I receive a ticket January. We finish our fast. You understand? We finish our fast. 
21st, I mean, sorry, January of this year, the day after the fast, prayer, 21 days of prayer and everything. I was dropping Pearl at school. So, very close to the house. So, I, I, I passed through an alley. And then I came out of the alley and there's this police guy <laughs> waiting for me. It's like, why did you pass through this alley? That you're supposed to go through the other way. I said, I didn't know whatever. Before you know it, the guy wrote and gave me a ticket. First in January. You know, you know what usually happens when people receive the ticket like that? I've been high, right? Fasting, prayer, all these things, and I'm excited. God show and everything. Finish preaching on Sunday and everything. You know what people do? They just get into, ooh. But you know what I did? I know this thing, so I said no. So I turned it into a game. I posted it in our lead pastor's group with Pastor Omar. And I said, a God show. And my wife, I said, a God show happened today. I received a ticket. That's <laughs> what you remember. Then I took it. I posted it in some other group. I said, I received a ticket. I'm enjoying So now the next thing is, should I pay for this thing? I was like, man, for this, I just started here. What should I? And it was like, it was one, 175 or whatever. I'm like, what? I said, I'm not going to pay this thing. Rather, I'm going to turn this into a game. I said, I'm going to go to court and I'm going to enjoy what the court looks like. You know, so I said, I shared it in leading light. So, I sent the thing and feel as like I'm coming to court. So, throughout coronavirus, they will postpone it. They postponed it. They will send a letter, they will postpone it. After that, they made it a Zoom meeting. <laughs> Zoom court. And then the Zoom court that I had, that's by October. So I had a Zoom court, but then I was on a retreat to do, you know, leading light for the workplace. So I forgot. So I came into the court late in Zoom court. So I talked to the judge. The judge says, you know, you are late, so we're going to have to redo this and everything. So you come. So I was supposed to, I went there, I think about two weeks ago. So I drove to the court and everything. I was excited. My same jumped. I told my wife, Pearl, everybody, going to be having fun. You know, in court today. So I get there. So I stand before the judge. So, you know, like, he's on Zoom. He's on Zoom. I'm, you know. So, like, Mr. Ijiwala, whatever. So, yeah. So, just look at me. Say, your case has been dismissed. Your case is dismissed. Officer not in court. Do you have any speech to make? Like, should I make, I have a dream. I have, I have a dream speech. <laughs> in this place. I have a dream. Of a time. No, but it was so much fun. I texted my wife. Everybody, Pearl was like, Daddy, did you win the case? Yes, I said, I won. <laughs> Before I left, she's like, Daddy, what if you don't win the case? What happens? I said, <laughs> Remember, I said, is it jail? Or... No, I said, no, it's not jail. <laughs> it's just a matter of money. But I said, I'm not going to lose the case. No, I'm just giving you an example that we need. Everybody said, we need to turn everything in our lives into joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. No matter what it is, it is not negative. It's how you look at it. It's how you look at it. You are the one that makes it negative or positive based on your perspective. Some people say coronavirus is negative. Some people say it is positive. Zoom company will tell you it's been a positive time. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? It's perspective. It's perspective. These things are empty. We project what we project what is in our mind onto them. 
Somebody looks at you or acts this way, you could project it as this is bad and negative, or you could, you could, you could be, oh, this is an opportunity for me to rejoice. It's what you choose to do. I'm telling you to start living that way. Manage your energy level. So quickly, let me finish this. I said number one, thoughts carry energy level. So, the lower you are on the fourth thing, the more resistance, the higher you are, joy, abundance, appreciation, the more you are free. You are, you know, making, it, making the kingdom of God free to flow in your life. The next thing on that, how to maintain your energy level, your environment, write it down, your environment, deep, your environment gets your energy up or down. Some people don't know. Your environment. You know, the Chinese, they call this feng shui or whatever. Feng shui or whatever. So basically, I mean, sometimes they know those things. They understand those things. Just like you study physics, some of those things, they understand it. Basically, when, you're, when your house is in disorder, you understand? When everywhere is in disorder, you get into your wardrobe and, you, are, you know, it's like it's a junkyard and all that. You get into your car. It's, you know, it's like everything is all messed up inside it. You are trying to walk inside your house. You cannot operate in the kingdom. I mean, how many of you think the anointing will flow in this place as I'm here right now? Right now, and I'm colliding with stuff on the stage. And then there's trash in this place and that. Do you think that God will flow? People don't know that that's what order does. You see that people that are very orderly, they are usually more inspired. It's very scriptural. Look at it. Let me show you. Deuteronomy 23, 24. Don't forget. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse, verse 14. 24. Deuteronomy 23, 14. Let me show you. Your environment. God says, listen, I want you guys to look. Heaven, heaven. Look at it. He said, your camp, the camp must be holy. For the Lord your God moves around in your camp to protect you and to defeat your enemies. He must not see any shameful things among you. Or he will turn away from you. What are the shameful things he's talking about? Let's go to the next verse. Or he will turn away from you. Verse 15. Oh, no, 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 no. He must not see any shameful thing. There's a particular passage I'm looking for. Um, no, no, no. That he tells them. I think it's going down. He tells them that they should dig a hole. She escape from us. Go to 16 or whatever. Or help me find it. So, it, yes, each of you, yes, must have a spade. Listen. As part of your equipment, whenever you relieve yourself, you go to the bathroom, dig a hole with the spade, and cover your excrement. Verse 14. That's where it led to that. For the Lord your God, verse 14. The camp must be holy. For the Lord your God moves around in your camp to protect you and to defeat your enemy. In other words, God is moving in the camp. He doesn't want to see poo-poo all over the place. So what he's saying is that Keep order. Somebody that said cleanliness is next to godliness. It's not in the Bible, but it is true. Excellence. Listen, you try it. You try it. You try it. Get home or whatever. Those who are watching at home after this service today, do a cleanup in your house. Arrange all the things that are disorderly and see how inspiration will start to flow. I remember some, you know, was it some oh, two weeks ago when Joshua, Joshua came in and, you know, and I told you to take care of my clothes and all that. So he came and arranged my wardrobe and all that. I've been busy. Did that. Like, like he folded everything. Every time I sit on the bed and I look at that wardrobe, you know, I wake up, everything well folded and all that, I get inspiration. Do you get what I'm saying? 
I open it up. I get inspiration. Order, organize your house. Everybody say organize your house. So that's why you will see, you know, like proportion, order, all these things, they, mean, they help your energy level. Paintings around you. Colors. Furniture arrangement. Smell. Sounds. Plants. In your house. Your environment. What are you imputing into yourself? Cable TV, Netflix, Hulu. Violence. Mother. Maybe you should watch some all-mark movie. And feel good a bit. Hallelujah. Watch some comedy. Clean comedy. Images. Photographs. Put happy pictures all around you. Photos of happy moments. Nature. Animals. Plants. If you want to maintain your energy, I'm serious. If you want to maintain your energy, you have to, change, you have to maintain your environment. And finally, how do, you ma- I mean, how do you maintain your energy? Your inputs. Food can decrease your energy level. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Alcohol, drugs can affect your energy level. Peaceful music versus violent music. Music that focuses on kingdom themes. Hallelujah. How do you maintain your energy level? People. Avoid low energy people. Be around high energy people. The reason why you get high when you come to church is because you are around high energy. And then the next thing, somebody calls you from the village. And before you know it. Even if you want to help people, you have to be high to help them. You don't get into the hole to get people out of the hole. You stay out so that you can draw people out. There are some things I deliberately avoid, especially if I know that if I talk to this person or talk to somebody, they're always talking about what the devil is doing and this and this and that. Ha, ha. You know, I have a friend like that. You call him and then the next thing is all the trouble in this world. And before you know it, you finish the conversation. You two, you are thinking about the trouble in this world. I stopped calling. We will text. We will text back and forth. I have to keep my energy high. Are you listening? People that are always complaining, I cut them off my life. He said, Pastor, isn't that, is that good? He said, do not make friends with an angry man, lest you also learn his ways. Do you guys get that? That's Proverbs 22. I love it. <laughs> Proverbs 22, 24. I love this one. Don't befriend angry people. Or associate with them, with odd-tempered people. Or you will learn to be like them and you will endanger your soul. You will learn to be like them. So I watch people that I, I talk to everybody, I bless people and whatever, but I watch people that I associate with closely. What kind of energy are they transferring to me? Because I need that energy to be able to walk in the kingdom of God. Please play something for me, I'm going to end with that. Do you guys get that? Places. Places, the places you go, church, seminars, nature, get around nature. Sometimes I just walk in nature and then before you know it, your frequency has shifted to the heavenly frequency and you are receiving direction and poetry and, you know, flowing. If you are, if you are sick, right, 
That's part of what you can do. You can expose yourself. Just walk around nature. The closer you are, the closer you are to that frequency, that thing that is flowing from heaven. Then if you're always in a chaotic place where everybody's talking, and people are saying all kinds of things and all kinds of disorder all around you, you can manage your energy level. Get around nature. Take a walk in nature. Creative energies increase when you're around nature. Lastly, learn to use music correctly. Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Whenever you get into thanksgiving, you enter into his courts. That's the presence. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I already showed you Elisha. When he needed to prophesy, he was really angry. He wasn't in that realm. He said, bring me a minstrel. And as the Second Kings 3.15, and when the minstrel began to pray, to, to play, he said the Spirit of God came upon Elisha and he entered into that realm. He began to prophesy and supernatural things began to happen. Heaven began to break loose everywhere. That's the power of music. When you are driving, don't drive in silence alone. Sometimes you might need to drive in, but don't do that all the time. And your thoughts just start going through all the problem, all the trouble, all the, oh God. <laughs> you are driving and all this subconscious. No, play some music or listen to some word. By the time you step out, you're already in that atmosphere of heaven. Maintain your energy level. Don't be Debbie Downer. Be hop all the time. Do you guys get it? Can I get, come on, stand up on your feet. Can I get some hop, up, 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 up people in this place today? Can I get some up, 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 up people watching me online? Increase the energy level. That's what we do when we do praise and worship and all that. Cha, cha, cha. What music does is that, you know, you have, you know, all these things is frequencies, right? Combining. So raising your frequency, pa, 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 before you know it. Thus <laughs> say the Lord. Before you know it, you have inspiration, you have direction. You can maintain the same thing. Healing can flow, all those things can flow in your life if you make it a part of your life's atmosphere. Man, things happen to get us down. I'm not saying that. Things happen to get us down, but don't stay down. Tell anybody, don't stay down. The moment I begin to feel, I know that I'm out of alignment. I begin to feel bad, I'm out of alignment. That's where I begin to sing to myself psalms and hymns. I begin to confess the word of God. I begin to change my thoughts. I begin to look at what God is saying and, what, and, and I lift up my energy level. I will not stay down. When men are cast down, you will say there is a lifting up. You will say there is a lifting up. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and give thanks to him and rejoice. Raise your energy level. Raise your energy level. Verse 1, verse 1 of Psalm 100. Raise your energy level. Make a joyful noise. Shower joy to the Lord all the earth. Make a joyful noise. Stay there. You get healed. You get direction. Heaven will break loose into your earth. That's how it works. This is one of the secrets of the conquerors. This is one of the secrets of the victorious. They always stay in that place. And everything works together for their good. No matter what is going on. Stay there. Stay there. Stay up. Stay up. Stay up. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Lord, I just pray for your people. Pray for everybody here and everybody outside watching me. I pray, Lord, for the speakers of heaven, the floodgates of heaven, to be open upon their lives. Let it rain. 
let it rain this week as you go about your business as you go about your work I prophesy over you rain rain of abundance rain of ideas rain of inspiration rain of blessings everywhere you go spread it everywhere you go see it everywhere you go encounter it I declare in the name of Jesus floodgates are open the floodgates are open the floodgates are open new ideas new invention direction opportunities favor encounters in Jesus name come on say amen and receive it now Thanks for listening to the Globe Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.